Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. If hope springs eternal, then there is no better place than to find it in a high school band. Four friends with real playing chops are striving to make their mark in the music world. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Royal Fools Band to today's show. Royal Fools reached out wanting to expand their musical reach, and I couldn't resist given their enthusiasm. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Royal Fools, why they chose the headbanger punk genre. The reception from family and friends, upcoming performances, what their aspirations are for the future, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today. As it is my hope you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Royal Fools, Judah Emanuel, lead vocals, rhythm guitar, Jake DiTomaso, drummer, Mika Sabinkic, lead guitar, Kaylee Worth, bass and vocals, Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you for having us. How are you? I got all that right, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. All right. Well, we can ed- we can edit some of that out. But uh, hey, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. And just for our listeners that um, can't really see the video right now, I have uh, four uh, budding musicians uh, on the other side of the camera here. And this is going to be really cool for me because it's the most people I've ever had on my podcast at one time. Wow. But I always like the enthusiasm of young folks that are building something for the future. They're excited about their work. And so it's really cool to have Royal Fools on the Sarasota Stories podcast today. But before we're going to get into your music and everything about uh, Royal Fools, I got to ask you my favorite question, which is, what's one thing that most people don't know about Royal Fools being? Well, we're, we're all like friends in real life. And some of us have known each other for like a really, really long time. Well, the, when you see like the energy on stage, that like that translates into the rehearsal room and in the writing room. And, you know, we, we hang out together. We, we enjoy each other. We're not in it just for the music. Yeah, we're not some band in Nashville that just our colleagues. We're, 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 we're longtime buddies, all, three, all four of us. You're, you're, no studio musicians, right? Right. Technically yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know that's very common in the industry to, to hire studio musicians, but that's really cool. So now you guys are all high school students, correct? You're all seniors yeah. this year? Uh, I'm actually a junior mm-hmm. compared to everyone else here. So they'll be leaving before me. 
Oh, okay. Okay. The three well, of us are seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So you're over at Sarasota Memorial. Uh, Sarasota Memorial. <laughs> That's where I go before long. I'm going to be over at Sarasota Memorial. But <laughs> you're you going to be over at Sarasota. Y'all are over at Sarasota High School, right? Uh, well, I the three of us, uh, me, Kylie, and Mika, are at Booker High School in the VPA program. Oh, I got you. Okay. Cool. All right, I got you. So, how? So, when do you guys get together to practice? What does that look like? Well, we usually get together every weekend on Sundays between sometimes it'll be later in the afternoon. Sometimes it'll be like 11 to one, just practice for a couple hours, get some new things down, write some new things. Or sometimes mm-hmm. if we have like a gig in the middle of the weekend, we'll rehearse at night the night before or something like yeah. to, we've got a gig tomorrow. So we rehearse <laughs> today on a Friday. So. Oh, cool. Well, so, so give us, give me a little bit of your backgrounds and you know, why you decided to get into kind of the headbanger punk genre. Well, yeah, I'll take this one yeah, since uh, I really coined the term. I, I was in a band before this. Uh, I really wasn't wasn't too too excited about. So I decided to leave that band. But I still I still wanted to pursue music and gigging around the city and everything. So I called Mika, who's been my friend for almost ten years now, and I asked him if he wanted to play music, start a band. And I'm really into Blink One Eighty Two and yep. <laughs> heavy punk or or metal metal some metal mm-hmm. i grew up on classic rock so i kind of wanted to just mold all these genres together into something that we can have fun with we can jump around with we can headbang to yeah and we we knew judah and maverick our previous basis prior to uh starting the band yeah. so maverick, come- maverick and i were in a, another band together and we met jake and mika at uh, a battle of the bands that was like local um and our band our, our two bands were performing and we started the band uh, with, with uh, another bassist, and then we ended up calling Maverick in to replace the first bassist. And then Maverick had to go to college eventually, so that's when <coughs> Kylie came in. Yeah, original member, him, him, me, uh, third bassist. <laughs> third, 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 but yeah, third, but certainly not last. <laughs> that's cool. So, so, so Kylie, I have to say, you know, I, I, I'm not saying I am, I follow the music industry through and through over the years, but I like my bands of different genres as well. It's unusual to see a female bassist. That's kind of cool. I know. I actually love the punk scene as well. And I know Judah from school. And yeah. so he recruited me to be, he asked me if I wanted to be a part of the band. And I was like, punk, of course. <laughs> yes, I would love that. That's so fun. And Paramore, like I want, I want to I see like Paramore. Here. Yeah. Well, and one of the like greatest assets about having her is like pr- like prior to uh, having Kylie in the band, we had we had four guys, and so the the background vocal um, or cover song like things we could do were less it's extensive. It's very limited, so to have a female vocalist opens up things extraordinarily. Like we were just in the studio when uh, Kylie was uh, recording some background vocals and and some harmonies that like would be impossible without a female vocalist because mm-hmm. our voices just don't go that high. And and she can she can really really sing and so uh, we we cover so, uh, like Paramore songs sometimes and uh, people go crazy over it because they love Paramore but we couldn't do that without a female vocalist so I think that's very cool that's very cool because now now um, Kylie were you on the Daydream song No that one wasn't me that one was not that was Maverick Yeah okay that. okay that was Maverick but I was gonna say I heard some a little bit of uh Lincoln Park in that song I also heard as I said a little Getty Lee from Rush I mean a little, a little higher end stuff there so that's why I thought maybe you were on it so I'm a big Rush fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, those, those high harmonies like 
<clears throat> the background vocals, uh, I did most of the background vocals myself in that. Okay. Uh, Maverick took some lower harmonies. Um, I just had to make sure to write harmonies that weren't like too high. <laughs> That's cool. Well, well, Kaylee, back to the bass. Why did the bass appeal to you? Um, oh, this is going to be really random. I did a musical a while back called School of Rock. And Katie, who is the bassist in that movie, turned uh, musical. I love that character. And so she kind of inspired me to start doing bass. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, it, it's interesting to, to think how we are influenced in life. Uh, now I'm in my sixth decade. I have a brother just like you guys who started off many years ago and, you know, love the Beatles and Grand Funk Railroad and Led Zeppelin and all those bands and whatnot and always wanted to be in the music industry. And uh, so it's, but it's interesting. It's interesting to how those things influence us. And uh, we're going to get into his story actually a little bit here later. He, very fascinating story you guys may, may enjoy. And I think our listeners will, will enjoy, but I want to talk a little bit more you know, about, about your music, you've been together now for a couple of years. Tell us some of the venues that you've played at. Well, a few times we played at Oscura in Bradenton. They're fairly yep. new. They move locations. It's actually. a beautiful venue. Like their, their sound great. system is incredible. Matt, their sound guy is a really, really nice guy. Um, it, it, we, we love performing there. We get, there's some good crowds there that come. Uh, it's just a really nice energy there. Um, we kind of started in like the the kava scene there's a couple yeah. of uh, kava bars in town that have always have live music really late at night <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's uh, like we'd be like look would you like to play a set it starts at 11 we're like we have school tomorrow but yes <laughs> and we played a big top a couple times right there on cattleman mm -hmm. that's always fun i uh, always enjoy it we went up to the that, that big yeah. top beer that that's that's my favorite beer yeah, is it really? Great place. Awesome. Yeah, microbrew the Hawaiian Lion. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's a great <laughs> brew. It's a I'll great brew. We don't know, but <laughs> I, I always drink responsibly. There you go. Well, and then tomorrow we're off to St. Pete at Potion Portal uh, to uh, to play a show and open for another band called Downpour. They just released a single, and it's kind of in support of that to help them promote it. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I mentioned a little bit earlier about your one single that you have out called Daydream, which is which is a very nice single. I enjoyed it. And I mentioned some of the flavors that I've heard in their Lincoln Park and et cetera. But what do you guys want your fans and audience to know about the the work that you're doing right now? Well, in a lot of ways, like I guess that like what I would say is it's a very collaborative writing process. I, I like a lot of people when when they look at like bands they kind of pin everything on like the the guy who sings it is probably the guy who wrote it which is could not be like further from the truth with this band for, for instance with daydream they wrote that at a rehearsal that i was not even able to attend right yeah like they, they wrote that M M mika came in with like a riff and then he and maverick and jake started to get going on that and then i came into a rehearsal later and the song was the skeleton of it was sort of done for what right. we knew at the time um and then i came in and i wrote some like lyrics and a melody to it and we played it over and over and over again at gigs, constantly changing it. It never, we never played it the same way twice prior to recording it. I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. Like literally never. The it, night before. It was the night before the, we the tracked it yeah. was when we solidified it. Oh, like, really? Yeah. And we obviously <laughs> we played it the same way ever since, but it, 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 we recorded it. It, it might have been six to eight months after writing, like we started writing the song. And so we just spent so much time changing it, getting to kind of know it. Cause that, that's like 90% of songwriting. It's just getting to know your work. Like, cause it's, it's never done right when you start it. There's exactly. always more to do. 
You know, you know, it's interesting. I, you can hop on YouTube and you can see some eight or 10 year old kid playing <laughs> Eddie Van Halen's eruption. You're going to like, <laughs> you know, wow, this kid's as good as Eddie Van Halen. Well, he's not because you have to create, you have to create that. And so, so with this one uh, song and the other songs that you're working on, because I know you always have stuff swirling around your head and things that you want to get out. Want Do you have like a, a formal process of, of creation or is it just uh, put, puts around on, on the bass or on the drums or whatnot? Say, hey, I think that this is a good place to start. Sometimes someone will come in with an idea and we can just keep yeah. building branches off of that idea. It normally starts with an idea that one of us comes in with. Mm -hmm. Like the song that we just, we were in the studio last week um, recording a new single. And with this song, way, way, way back, it's, it's, it's like our, it's one of our oldest songs. Uh, Jake came in with a drum beat and that, that kind of started it. Um, and it, 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 that song was in this like stale place where it just, we weren't happy with it, but we continued to play it. And we just didn't know what to do with it until like one day, Literally two years later, we come in and, and Jake's like, okay, whatever. So he just starts like bringing up the tempo and the drums and like yeah. really bringing in the energy. And from then on, the song just kind of finished itself. We've rewritten it almost entirely. But like in a lot of ways, Mika and I, like we're very creatively in sync as, gu as guitar players. We get a lot of wow moments at the same yeah. time. If you know it's like I mean. if he comes up with an idea That's that fun. I like, I will instantly have an idea and then things just keep happening until something's finished. Now, now, Judy, you got to sing. You're the you're the singer. You're the lead vocals. Where do the lyrics come from? That comes from all kinds of places. Uh, and and actually, recently, uh, having Kylie in the band has been really helpful with writing lyrics. Uh, but a lot of times, it's just I sit down and I start writing poetry, or I have a whole note file on my phone that's just one liners that I can take somewhere. You know what I mean? Or like I'll see something while walking, and I'm like that. Or I'll hear something in another song and it inspires another line. Um, it, it's it's not a very consistent process, but usually I will write the lyrics before uh, I write the song. Like a lot of times, it's like I have these lyrics, but I don't have a song for it yet. And so then a chord progression will come along. I really like that. But again, I, in this recent time, this song that we've been working on for a really long time that we just finally tracked, I went to Kylie and I'm like, "Look, I have no idea what to do." Like there was there was like a whole there were two whole verses where I was just like, "I'm stuck." I, I, I've written all this and I like it, but I don't, I, we, there's something more. And, you know, she took it and within like 24 hours, there was something there and I'm like, perfect, don't touch it. So it, it's very, it's a very inconsistent process lyrically. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, sometimes so is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. We do our best though. Well, Mika, you you're lead guitarist. Uh, yes. You have some really cool licks on that, uh, okay. on that song you guys released. I mean, where did, when did you start playing and what is your process look like for i guess creating riffs and uh getting better what does that look like it's pretty intricate if you ask me i i picked up the guitar first when i was eight and i'm 18 today when i when i was eight my one of my volunteer tennis coaches i don't know if you guys know this story. i think you do i don't know the story <clears throat> my my volunteer like some i was playing tennis at the time okay i played soccer my whole life but then tennis on top of it for some reason coach nick i remember his name <laughs> coach nick came to me and out of the blue for no reason whisper in my ear he said, you know, girls go to the guys that play guitar. <laughs> and, you know, eight-year-old me sat in, the, in my mom's car and as we're driving home, mom, I want to play guitar. And so I started getting lessons once a week from then on. I took like a two-year break when I was 10, 10 to 12, elementary, middle school. I stopped and then I saved up all the money that I could to get my acoustic guitar, this one behind me. And that propelled me forward. 
I just kept moving. It was really fun. Well, that's cool. So, so do you like have a set time before or after school that you're going to put in X number of hours or is it just more? No, when the feeling hits you. My, I've probably got the most unregimented, uh, <laughs> loose routine when it comes to creative processes or maintaining my chops, as and, you can think of. And let me like add on, yeah. like as far as like riff writing is concerned for him, it'll be like 2 a.m. And in the group chat, we'll get a video of a riff that he wrote. <laughs> and this happens all the time. Like yeah. we can just scroll through the videos in our group chat and it's just video after video after video of him sending in riff ideas. They just keep coming. And that's videos that I pick. I've got. I've got literally multiple hundreds of videos on my phone of just me either humming yeah. or in the car or tapping my, my foot to the, I don't, I don't know. He's, to the he's writing riffs when he doesn't even have a guitar. Yeah. Is, it, is that all on TikTok? Uh, I wish, man. I, I, I feel like I'd be huge if I did that. <laughs> you should. That'd be awesome. I should post them all on there. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, so, uh, what's, so what's the reception been? You have, you know, you have your social following, you've been playing, uh, at local venues, you're going to continue to play at local venues, but how's the reception been so far between family and friends? (laughs) (laughs) My, my family is filled with medical professionals. My parents were a doctor and a nurse. My brothers are going in the medical field and then I'm the only one that chose to do something different with <laughs> my teenage years and and going forward and I'm lucky enough that they they support that 100% and they love everybody they love everybody in the they, band his parents are incredibly helpful oh, like that's cool. that's cool shout out to we, Carrie and Tony they 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 lend out their helps for band practices and we're really loud so it's really gracious of them to put up with it they come <laughs> to all the shows they provide Oh man, that's so great! Food or exactly everything. If we need help with anything, all of our family has been incredible, incredibly supportive with it. Exactly. The first time we recorded, you know, it's it's not a cheap thing to record, and so all four of us saved up. Our parents chipped in. Everyone chipped in. It was like it was like it's like it takes a village sort of thing. Like everyone was just dedicated to like the same goal of getting it done, and we were really really happy with that. And 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 now that Kylie is a part of this, like. Her parents yeah. have been awesome too. My dad will buy me like so much sound equipment just for us to use. Like we have, I have a full PA system. All right, dad. Like tomorrow I'm <laughs> go Roy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been incredibly helpful. That's we're, cool. we're we're very grateful too. We're That's not cool. Be- That's so cool. So so I mentioned earlier I have an, an older brother. If you just drive straight up to Tampa, we're originally from the Ohio area, but he for many years, wanted to do exactly what you guys are doing. Wanted to be in a band. And as I said, you know, we're talking about the 60s, 70s, et cetera. Sick. But, but we came from, you know, a manufacturing family. So kind of like Jake's background with the, in the medical profession. Ours was a manufacturing firm. And so my father, great man, miss him every day. But he, he poo-pooed him and said, oh, so you're going to be another starving artist, right? So... Pushed him into the family business, and he was pretty much a fish out of the water for most of his career. He did some good things, but he was uh, he was a fish out of water. Life happened and whatnot. Now he has one of the top backline businesses in the United States. Jeez! So he has, I think, like a twenty or thirty thousand square foot warehouse in Tampa, and one up in the Ohio area. He has like hundreds of guitars. My gosh! <laughs> Get us Crazy. in touch with him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can send you guys photographs of it. I forget how many drum kits he has. And uh, he right. absolutely, I mean, absolutely loves it. He practically knows all the serial numbers on each part and whatnot. But he'd done the Super Bowl. 
you know, these these venue, these wow. bands and whatnot come in. He does the Super Bowl, Beyonce, some of the hair bands down on the uh, amazing. Yeah, down and on. Let me the, tell you, Mika and I spend our free time just geeking out about guitars. Right? Yeah, love, sure you do. Like we'll give your hands. Ninety-nine percent of the time, we're and talking Jade. about guitars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure you do, because you spend a lot of time with them. So believe it or not, I'm not a geek at all, but I'm starting, I, when I got into podcasting, and now I'm looking at mics, I'm looking at software. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Audio gear is addicting. It really is. Well, it can be. It can be. So so that's great to hear that your family is supportive, because the thing I was, it was interesting, when I saw you guys' book, I was going to share that with you as the one story about my brother. The other thing I think would be helpful is, you know, you have to take this as far as you as you can but with a deadline. Uh, another, another story growing up, there was a friend of ours. She came from, from an art, artistic family. She wanted to be on Broadway, uh, wanted to be an actress. For many years, she worked on the, uh, on the showboats and on you know, tours and that sort of jazz. And she set a deadline for her to make it on Broadway. She did not. She finally got married, had kids. And when she moved on, she gave it everything she had. But I, I really want to commend you for... Having something that you love, you stand to it, you got to push it as far as you can, but there's got to be a deadline to say, okay, am I kidding myself here? We're not going to make it big, but that, that's, that's, that's enough of my, uh, my, uh, my advice there. You know, I, it was, when I was doing my research, Jake, you wrote in a magazine that music shouldn't be about success or fame, but rather about devotion and comfort. I thought that was an interesting statement, particularly from a, from a senior in high school. What, what did you mean by that? This band was born out of passion. I want to do something in the music industry for the rest of my life, whether it's music business or performance or playing or whatnot. I've I've been in contact with people. I've been in bands with people where all they're focused on is having a paycheck. And yes, that may be a way to sustain yourself, and that's fine. But when it's when it's kind of messing with other people's other people's way of life like it was in that previous situation it it becomes a problem and the way i see it, it that's not a problem in this band this band is filled with passion and and it's not a glorified devotion. hobby there you go right right we enjoy what we do that's and very cool maybe sometimes but you know we also we also value it so it's yeah. like so it's like we're not we're not casting out the paycheck that's not right that's not that's not what we're saying like we want we want to get to the place where this is Wait, you're not fighting over the millions just yet no it's not we're saying but like we all of that is impossible without the passion anyway everybody dreams of success of sure being the biggest of being the richest of being the biggest but there might be a day and time for that, but it's just not right now. We've probably had more fun than those people dreaming of being huge exactly. every day. Yeah, that's what we, we we've been focusing on. That well, that's really cool. Well, so what do you then? What are your aspirations going forward? Then we want to continue to write and release as much music as possible. We're, we're focused on 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 quality and quantity right now. We're kind of taking taken both as it comes we are uh we're writing like crazy individually we're writing which uh helps when we come into a rehearsal space to write um because we always have something to work on exactly we uh, come into band practice with an idea from one person to another person then we build on to it that's how songs get made in our situation yeah and you know we again we're we have we just tracked <laughs> another single which we should spoiler alert we're gonna be announcing that soon um <laughs> it's being mixed right now but the, the we're we're really just focused on getting more music out there 
just for people to uh, fully understand our sound because it's hard to judge our sound off one song. Um, and we, we want to we want to defy that. We want to have more than just that one sound. And so we're we're exploring different areas of our sound. We're we're growing as musicians. Um, we're getting to know each other as a as a group better as 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 a band. The longer you get to play together, the the more you sort of understand someone's style. Like it's it's funny. I feel like after like oh like uh, two two years of playing with y'all, I can tell when you when I don't know Mika's about to mess up. Like I just, <laughs> I, I know the look on his face when he's about to to play a wrong note. I bet play, he does. <laughs> or, or or I I I know when Jake is confused um, in the middle of, of writing, and I I know when I'm about to screw up for but, sure. But you know what? The cool thing is, is Kylie never screws up. Correct. That's Correct. so true. Well, no, it's so true. about that. <laughs> well, no. What I, here's what I'll say. She is the she's she's a quicker learner <laughs> than most of us. Like when we're learning a song, she picks it up really quickly. You guess right. I try. I do. I do want to hear from Kylie. What do you see going forward? You know, for the band, and you know, I'm hearing from the guys, but you know, I, and I'm sorry doing the dad thing here, but I'm, I have three daughters. I'm three daughters, so I'm very pro young woman, and they're. Trust me, they're smarter than all three of them are smarter than me. But what do you what do you, what do you see for this band going forward? I'd love to continue playing with them as long as possible. And I know they're all seniors, and I'm a junior, so next year they're going to be leaving. But even after they leave, like I'd love to make music, whether it be with them or with other people, just somehow still having a creative outlet. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Well, can't you now? I mean, particularly with the internet, you can lay tracks down, and you can. Uh, you know, you can put them up in the cloud there and want to merge them that way. At least you could do it virtually. Send them back and forth. It's all ha- it, that's all happening. Like the three, me, Jake, and Mika, we're all going to music school. So it's not correct. It's not leaving okay. our Okay, Cool. Wait, wait, so where are you guys off to? Which schools? Well, me and Mika are going to Belmont University in Nashville. I've and been there. I, My daughter looked there. Yeah. And I'm off to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Cool. Yeah. So Belmont, uh, Nashville is a really cool town. Have you spent, guys spent any time down there? Oh, a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Belmont, I think, is really cool. It's right there, and uh, just right in the thick of it. So that'll be really cool. Well, so where do you have some upcoming gigs? Tomorrow we got the Potion Portal in St. Pete. Potion Portal. We're going to stick that. In, uh, that's tomorrow. Potion Portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do do you have like a do you have like a regular schedule? We so we can get this in the show notes and promote you guys. Uh, we don't have a, a regular schedule because we kind we kind of take gigs as they come mostly. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's but do we have anything on the horizon from when this would i'll tell you what i'll tell you what you reach out to me in a couple weeks if you have something coming up we'll get it in the show notes because it could be about 30 days before we post uh, this we have we have a lot of things in the works right now cool that that we're just looking for a couple dates to schedule things and whatever but yeah keep your eyes open you might see a little headliner tour in uh june <laughs> yes, possibly. Yes. Can, can, can grandpas do headbanger music? Huh? Absolutely. Yes. My my grandmother, who's seventy years old, comes to every single one of our shows, and she's the most supportive fan we have. I know it's going to be a good show when my grandmother's in the audience. Headbanger grandma, I love it. I love it. Oh, oh it's like some of the old hair bands. Exactly. <laughs> so true. Well, that's great. Well, guys, what else do you want us to know about Royal Fools before we say goodbye? That's true. It's true. I believe in us. Yeah, the the three of us are going are going to college, but that that's like that's that's the the tip of the iceberg. It's we're all going, about dedication. All about exactly devotion. We've already, we've got a lot of plans while we're in school. We're going to continue <laughs> writing, um, and scheduling shows for our breaks. So if we're down on a winter break, we're going to be gigging. Very cool. If we're down Very cool. For summer, when we're down for summer, we're going to be gigging. When we're, it's going to be 
continuous. We're going to we're going to continue what we're doing. right. We now. got this. Good, good. Well, listen, I hope to hear great things from you in the future. I do appreciate you being on the podcast and we do look forward to hearing more music out of you. And that is the Royal Fools Band. We appreciate you being on the show and everybody. We appreciate you listening in and um, come back and see us sometime. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you Thanks, so much. You. Thank you. Have a Bye-bye. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.